Hi, this is Dr. Tom Rogers at Performance Medicine coming to you today. Actually, on a Sunday, I'm recording this. Um, it's a beautiful day out there. That's why I'm a little casual today. Um, but I've got an important message I want to share on this podcast. I've been thinking a lot about our healthcare system and how it's failed us. There's no doubt that we have a broken medical care system. Now, I've been a doctor for a long time. I've grown up in a medical family. So I've observed a lot, and hopefully I have a lot of common sense. That's kind of why I'm labeling myself the common sense doctor, trying to make the hard into the simple, uh, the things that you need to know to keep yourself healthy, because that's our goal, to stay healthy. But I want to talk today a little bit about who do you trust with your health care? Now think about that. That's a really important question to ask yourself. Who do you trust? And I'm going to go over a few things about why you probably should trust yourself and maybe work one-on-one with your physician or um, some trusted person that really cares about your health. Because there's a lot of people you can't trust. And I think that's why our healthcare system is really falling apart. Now, I kind of think of myself as a a mix between traditional and alternative because there's good on on both sides. I mean, gosh, we can do incredible things with medicine, with surgeries and all kinds of good stuff. And, you know, I don't poo-poo or ignore the alternative either because it helps too. Um, You know, it's becoming more recognized and really more favorable because people want to stay in their health. They want to be, you know, proactive about their health and it's not reactive. And we've been a here's your pill for this thing for too long. I think, you know, we've learned a lot, especially in this last disastrous year of COVID. So here's the here are the people I want to I want to see if you trust. Number one, do you trust the government with your health? I don't, and you shouldn't either. I mean, look at look at how they failed us with this COVID um, situation. You know, it's it's our country spends so many more billion for our health care than any other country in the world. We're by far the most advanced country there is healthcare-wise. And yet COVID, which we knew was coming way before it hit us, it hit all these other countries first, and it hit us. We knew it was coming. We weren't ready for it. And they lied about it. I mean, they're still lying about it. Um, the COVID thing has been a disaster for us. And really, I think the reason that it hit us harder. It hit more people in the United States and killed more people than anywhere else in the world. I mean, what, you know, look at our country. It's so advanced. Take a country like Uganda, 50 million people stacked on top of each other. I think 350 people died of it. It's already killed 500,000 here in the United States. I mean, it's in how many million have had it? Um, and to me, it boils down to the way we weren't prepared for it because our country is obese, out of shape. Our immune systems are torn up. We don't focus on the right things. And our government sure surely hasn't been honest with people on how to treat this thing. I mean, you know, we've treated many hundreds of cases, and it works. They just are so intent on, I guess, thinking that the vaccine's the only answer out and they're poo-pooing ideas like that we've used that they're now saying work, like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, 
um, high dose vitamins, etc. The protocol we've been using for many months, and I think have saved many lives um, if you catch it early, because COVID is real. It's a real disaster. But so they were ignoring all that stuff, not giving you good advice, not telling you to take vitamin D, because as you know, nine out of 10 people that were hospitalized with COVID had very low vitamin Ds. The other thing is the obesity epidemic that, you know, I've been fighting my whole career against and is our main healthcare problem in the United States. Most of the people that died of COVID or hospitalized were morbidly obese, you know, with low vitamin D levels. Now, We've got to turn this around. It's simply because of this COVID, tell, look at the CDC. I mean, first, and, and our, our government, first they say, even Fauci, you know, oh, masks don't help. Now masks help. Now you got to wear two masks, maybe three masks. I mean, they're giving us, you know, they're talking in circles because they didn't know what to do. They can't give out plain common sense advice. They won't let you use alternative drugs that are repurposed to treat COVID that work because either there's no double-blind study on it, um, placebo-controlled trial, which we didn't have time for. And these medicines didn't hurt anybody. We've been using them for so many years. So our government failed us on this, and hopefully they're going to learn a lesson from it too and maybe get some people in there who can use some common sense and help this country uh, through this pandemic, because you know we've always had viruses around since day one, and this was a bad one, but we're always going to be dealing with them. So the answer is get yourself in shape, get your immune system working, start eating right, exercising, um, getting your sleep, de-stressing, staying away from a lot of these environmental toxins that we're exposed to every day, and start thinking about treating yourself. So. Can you trust the government with your health? Absolutely not, in my opinion. Now, can you trust insurance companies? No, um, you can't trust insurance companies. All they're looking at is the bottom dollar. Um, years ago, I remember um, trying to get coverage for one of my patients um, for obesity treatment. And I actually called one of the insurance companies and asked them why they wouldn't you know, cover this obesity treatment because it is a disease. It's treatable disease. It's a chronic disease. And I said, you know, if you'll allow me to use this program to get their weight down, you're going to save so much money in what you have to spend for that patient uh, the rest of their lifetime. It'd be it's it's ridiculous. And uh, the executive said to me, "We know that. The problem is, by the time they benefit from that." They'll be with another insurance company. So that proved to me right there that all they're interested in is the bottom dollar. They re the insurance companies don't care about you at all. And it's really messed up the doctors because the doctors have to take insurance. I don't. That's why I don't take insurance. It's, it's made me become a better doctor for sure. And I get patients who just want my help. So anyway, when you think about it, the doctors have to find a code and label you for every time they get paid for something. I mean, they have to make a living. It's not the doctor's fault. But they're ensnarled in such a ridiculous system. And if you had to hang out, and I had to practice this way for years. You're either on the phone with an insurance company or you're trying to look on your computer while your patient's over there 
the patient's secondary, you're trying to find this five-digit code because if you don't get it exactly right, they're not going to pay you two months down the road, hoping you'll just forget it. You know, these, these insurance companies, executives, and the people that work for them get paid for every denial they do. They get paid a bonus. So it's their incentive not to pay the doctor for, the, for trying to help you. So it's not the doctor's fault, but they've gotten themselves so ensnarled in this ridiculous um, insurance payment system that they get burned out and they lose their focus, which should be just on the patient. Remember, the most important thing about medicine is that doctor-patient relationship, not the government, not insurance companies. And so think about that. You need insurance for disaster. You don't need it for every little cold or, you know, and certainly they're not going to pay for preventive care or anything that you really need. You need to get lean. So that brings me to the third one that I don't think care about you much at all, and that's the pharmaceutical industry. Um, you know, we have great medicines that I use. I'm a medicine man. I use medicine. We have great medicines out there. But it's just become such a money game. I mean, look at the price of, of insulin over the past two years. It's just skyrocketed. Believe me, I've got two diabetic kids. I know how much insulin costs. You have to have insulin. But the way the pharmaceutical industry has acted in the last several years is just ridiculous. It's just look at the, the influence and power they have over our government, like the CDC. They really, they, they run the CDC. There's no doubt about it, and which is kind of a conflict of interest in my, in my mind. Um, look at all the, the commercials you see on TV. I mean, at least a third of them are by pharmaceutical companies telling you about this new disease that they've invented up a, a medicine to treat it. Um, but they won't tell you that your insurance probably won't cover or and that it's going to cost you thousands of dollars when it's so inexpensive to make it's ridiculous then it goes generic and you can you can get it inexpensively in the meantime they've made billions of dollars off of it just like the statin industry i mean you know most people know that cholesterol doesn't cause heart attacks when i first started practicing medicine a normal cholesterol was 300 then they lowered it to, to 250 now it's under 200, and, you know, although cholesterol may play a small part in heart disease, less than half the people that have heart attacks have an elevated cholesterol. So there's a lot more to that story. In the meantime, the statin industry has made its billions and billions of dollars, so there's incentive for them to corroborate with the rule makers. And they, it's just ridiculous what they've done with a lot of medicines. I was watching TV the other day, and a commercial comes on, and it says, do you have small cell uh, cancer of the lung? Well, we have a, a, a new drug for it, so if you have that, talk to your doctor about this. How many people are out there going, well, yeah, I, I do happen to have lung cancer. I think I'll tell my oncologist about this, this medicine. I mean, how ridiculous is that? Look at all the money wasted on this advertising, which drives the price of the drugs up to where people can't afford them. It's, it's unbelievable how much some of these biologic drugs cost. Um, they're just not affordable. 
Um, so I don't think the pharmaceutical company is really on your side. You know, it's a money-driven business, and they, for example, they they have more that the drug industry, the pharmaceutical industry, has more lobbyists in Washington than all of Congress and the Supreme Court, all the all the courts, more more than twice as many. So that tells you what they're peddling that influence around. And, you know, lawmakers are susceptible to this thing. So um, they've effectively kind of bought out uh, your health care. And they don't focus on, you know, your, your preventive care. They focus on treating a disease that they label you with. They're making up diseases so they can make another billion-dollar drug from it and, and reap the benefits from it. Um, I mean, I'm not an anti-vaccine. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. But, I mean, think of all the money that the vaccines are going to generate for these drug companies. Billions of dollars. Um, when the answer is really to take care of yourself so that when you get a virus, it would be like a cold, like this thing was for 99% of people. Um, in the meantime, because vaccinations, you got to understand about them. They're, it's written in the government law that you can't sue vaccine makers for when you die of that vaccine or when you have a bad reaction, which may be rare, but it's out there. So you can't sue them. So it's the easiest, most money-making drug out there is really a vaccine. Now, I don't want to get off on vaccines, but I will have a special podcast on COVID vaccines when I get a little bit more information about a couple of the new ones that are coming out. So stay tuned for my vaccine update for COVID, but I'm not going to go into it today. But just a little tickler on that one. Um, all right, the fourth and last thing I want to talk to you about, who do, you, do you trust the medical system itself, like the American Medical Association, your hospitals? I mean, your hospitals have to make money. When a COVID patient was admitted, they got, I think, something like $40,000 if they admit them, and 60000 if they die. Well, that's what I heard, overheard from a, a hospitalist. But um, So it's, it's kind of wrong, don't you think? But the, the thing about um, the, the medical system, just like the AMA, an organization which for, I've been a doctor for 35 years, I've never joined that organization. I don't like the AMA. I don't think they're looking out for the doctors or the patients either one. I think they are, they're bought out just like the CDC. The AMA, they were actually chastising doctors who were using hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Doctors lost their license over this, um, especially if they work for a hospital. I mean, the, the hospital-employed doctors, which are most of them now, they had the, the right to come in there, and if you wrote a prescription for hydroxychloroquine, which could save a patient's life, they could actually fire you, and they did in many, many cases. They can't fire me because I don't belong to it. I'm an independent doctor. I'm not associated with uh, these medical societies, or I'm not employed by a hospital or a large group, so I can pretty much um, do what I want to. Now, our own medical system did reach out to me, uh, the Tennessee Health Boards, asking me why I was using it, and I explained it to them. I even sent them an article um, that 
on the back page of the Wall Street Journal about a week after Joe Biden was elected, ironically, and I don't want to get into politics, but um, that the AMA finally admitted that, hey, hydroxychloroquine probably does work for COVID, and it's okay to use it. It's up to the doctor-patient relationship, which it should be. So a lot of these things are very political, and the AMA and a lot of these medical organizations, hospitals, et cetera, they, they're political. They really are. Uh, you know, for-profit, non-for-profit, it's all for profit. It's all money-driven, and you know, which business kind of has to be. But um, in the end, I think we're going to learn a lot from this. I know I'm rambling a little bit, um, but these are things I believe in. And, you know, I, I'm old enough and hopefully wise enough. I've had a lot of experience to look at these things through the years. And I'm just trying to tell you kind of what's going on. So the bottom line is you need to learn to take care of yourself. You know, if, if you're overweight, you need to lose weight. And, the, and I, we can teach you how to do this. There's a lot of misinformation about how to lose weight. It's not the saturated fats that make you fat. You know, it's, it's just a, a lot of misinformation out there that um, has been espoused by the food industry, which also uh, controls a lot of the government decisions. Um, I mean, the most important thing you do for your health is what you put in your mouth. Um, and if you'll find the people that didn't get COVID or had a very mild case of it, they were all taking good doses of vitamins. Um, so... You can, you can exercise every day. You can get a good night's sleep. You can try to relax, enjoy your life, not get too overwhelmed with things. Um, so that's what we try to do at Performance Medicine is try to guide you through some of these common sense things. Try to weed out some of the, the stuff that is in our medical systems now. And so the, the thing about trust, I thought it would be a great time to mention this because, you know, we're at, a, we're at a crisis now in our health care system. You know, number one, we can't afford it. Um, and when it should be relatively inexpensive. I mean, if, if our average population weighed what they did in 1960, there would be no health care crisis at all. You know, we'd have plenty of money to take care of everything. But the important point is, you know, Find a doctor or a practitioner who you can trust who's going to try to be proactive, not reactive, not label you as a diabetic or a hypertensive or as a heart patient um, that will treat you as a human being and try to um, teach you how to prevent this stuff, how to stay healthy, how to be able to fight off diseases and illnesses. So anyway, this is Dr. Tom Rogers at Performance Medicine. I hope you enjoyed this. And uh, any questions, please don't hesitate to contact us. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.